Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today on Barbecue and Tech, what happens when your friend calls you and said, I need you to smoke 70 quarter chickens. Today on Barbecue Tech, we are going to talk about how Mr. Ashley is going to handle this big throwdown, and you are not the only person contributing to this barbecue. About 100 people, you said total, coming? 100 people coming, about four different cooks. We got one guy doing... (laughs) It's funny. I get the phone calls to determine how much food is needed. And then my buddies then calling the other people and saying, okay, this is what I need you to do. <laughs> so, cause I'm, I'm probably the one with the most experience doing large cook orders. So we got one buddy, Tony, who was our guest, an excellent guest and a friend of mine. He's actually going to smoke 24 baby bags for this uh, event. And then we got another buddy of mine. Toby, who is going to smoke two pork shoulders. And then another guy who I don't know, but I suggested that uh, he's, he was doing brisket. So I said uh, three 15-pound briskets should be plenty, in my opinion. And then for me, I get the massive 70-quarter chickens to smoke. And it was funny how that number came out because... He called me and he was like, how many, how many quarters can you smoke total? And I said, um, if I had to guess anywhere between 30 and 35 at a time, he was like, okay, good. I'll call you back. I'm like, oh, You're doing it twice now. <laughs> can you do 70 <laughs> two sessions? I was like, sure. Why not? So, and the reason why. The chicken order is the biggest order um, because this is an event my buddy puts on every year. But last year, obviously, he skipped for COVID. Um, but it's just, it's a family coming up and they'll just get together. And this one, he's around. He's doing it around Juneteenth. But uh, the last time he did it, he asked me to smoke some chickens for him because he had a bunch of food that he was smoking. Um, he had a buddy bring his massive smoker over. But he was like, I still need more help. So can you smoke some chickens for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. So he, I think it was uh, 20 quarters that time. And uh, he brought the 20 quarters over and I freaking put my foot, as we like to say, in those chicken quarters. And I took half of them and I uh, did a dry rub and I took the other half and I barbecued them. 
put them in the pans, took them in caterays over to his house. When I say there was not a single quarter left, you, you know us. When we like to do events, we cook for the event and then we cook for the, I'm going to make a plate and take a plate home. There wasn't even chicken left to take a plate home. And so he was like, and everybody was like, who made the chicken? What was on it? And of course, I'm like, salt and pepper. <laughs> That's the de facto answer when you're not giving up no secrets. Salt and pepper. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, it, it, it had been a, a, a process that I had been messing around with for a while. And uh, it was nice to see that uh, so many people really enjoyed the chicken. And not only that, like the like the people that are like confirming that was there last time is like, you going to have that chicken again? So that led him to be like, I need a lot of chicken this time. And then his wife was like, uh, I didn't even get a piece of the chicken last time. So there's got to be more chicken this time. So that's how that's kind of what led him to be like, yeah, we, we're going to do 70 quarters this time. So that's that's how we got to this point in the first place. So I think the first, I mean, I take nothing away from your catering because I don't have one and I know you can hold a good bit of food in it. Mm-hmm. Let's start with how long does it take you? I mean, well, when you're talking 35 quarter chickens, you, I know typically you say how long it will take you to smoke a quarter chicken or mm-hmm. four quarter chickens or eight quarter chickens. But now that your smoker is packed to the gills with quarter chickens. Mm-hmm. How long do you think it's going to take to smoke? Is it going to add a little time? And then the next question on top of that is how are you going to keep it warm so that you can get the next round in? And I'm assuming they're coming quarters. You don't have to cut the chicken down into quarters because you're already going to have to cut trim season. I'm, I'm assuming someone's cutting and you just got to trim and season. Like, yeah. So he is, uh, the, Wherever we got them from last time, um, yeah, they already come in quarters. Now, what I will do, I will trim them individually because I want to get them uniformed so that, you know, that they can cook relatively at the same time and at the same speed. And then I will, uh, and I want them to look aesthetically pleasing, right? I don't want these big chunks of, you know, meat hanging off of them. I want them to all look as very aesthetic. So I will trim them down and make sure they all look good. Um, I'm su- expecting that I don't see a significant increase in cook time just because there's a lot of great airflow in my smoker. Um, you know, the grates are kind of that mesh fence looking great. So they'll get good airflow there. Um, I will rotate the chickens from bottom to top just because the top, the bottom tends to be closer to the heat. So they get a little bit hotter. So I will rotate them. Um, so that may add a little bit of cooking time. You know, the, 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 if you look and you ain't cooking, right. So I will, I will have to take time to rotate them, but I still anticipate smoking them at a higher temperature because, uh, you know, I really want to make sure I get a good skin on them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not unfolding 70 quarters and scraping the undersides of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh, so that you're not going to have the perfect bite through. T- <laughs> well, so. Quarters? You know, we've talked about numerous different ways to attempt to achieve that. And I will be going for it. I just won't be doing it the most tried and true way that I know absolutely works, which is to scrape the underside and kind of thin it out. Why is that just too um, many for you? Yeah, it's just it's just gonna be a lot of prep work. And uh, you know, it's already enough. It's it's already nerve wracking enough. This is not mine, right? I'm doing this for somebody else. So 
Uh, which kind of leads me into, you know, let me just drop three tips when catering food for a friend or another person. Uh, all right. And, and before we get, um, we get too far past that, I do want to make sure we come back to, uh, cause I think our last episode, we were talking about your, um, your propensity to buy stuff when you get projects. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what you're going to wind up having to buy for this project, but let's, before we get there, because I know everybody's waiting to hear what you're gonna have to buy to get to accomplish this. Because damn, if you tell me you're buying a new smoker, I'm I'm just done with the podcast. That's it. <laughs> it's like my last it. episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is it? What are your tips before I have to exit stage left? Okay, so tip number one: when you're catering food, and this one kind of sounds obvious, but uh, I, I just want to make sure because inevitably, a lot of people listening to this podcast. They're going to end up, they're going to get better at their, their smoking food. And then people are going to be like, Hey, I need you to do something for me. You know what I mean? You and I have done food for, we did food for your sister's, uh, bridal shower. Right. So, you know, people have asked us to cater events over the years. Um, and I've definitely, you know, catered food, uh, for other events. Uh, so what tip number one is sanitation first. And foremost, okay, you know, when we're doing stuff for ourselves, we can we can get a little careless, but, you, you know, you're cooking for other people and you're cooking a lot. So don't take any shortcuts. Constantly clean, sanitize your your work surfaces, your knives. Like I'm constantly washing my hands. And and, and this is just a habit I've picked up from working in restaurants and uh, catering. But I'm constantly washing my hands. I'm constantly washing the utensils and, that I'm using, the knives, the cutting board, everything. I'm constantly sanitizing them. You, you definitely want to get in good habits, keeping your counter clean, um, especially, you know, you might have papers and all this other stuff. Clear out everything, you know, get everything out of the way. So when you're dealing with the food, you're strictly dealing with the food. OK, so sanitation, be, you know, step your sanitation game up big time. Okay, that's tip number one. Tip number two is time coordination. This is something we've talked about before. But again, you don't want to be the reason that somebody's function can't start and doesn't go off well. So really understand what time are people expected to eat. So then you can then give yourself maybe an hour buffer. This is how I push my, this is how I kind of work my way through this. So if he wants to eat around three, I'm going to give myself an hour buffer. Okay. Of cook time of cook. So I want my food has to be not just ready, but in a pan and, you know, literally like would be ready to be eaten, not just coming off the smoker an hour before. So when I'm talking about, taking them off the smoker, wrapping them, putting them in a pan, putting them in the caterade, right? You're talking about maybe 30 minutes for that many chickens. So yep. al- already I'm at 2.30. So now I'm like, okay, I want this food ready at 2, done, coming off the smoker at 2.30. So I know generally for me, I smoke my chickens in a roughly two hours. Okay. So now I know chickens have to be on no later than 1230, right? So then that means smoker has to be lit 
no later than 1130, right? Because not only do I want it up to temp, but I also want the smoke clean. You know, we've talked about that before. You're getting that clean blue smoke, not the billowing white smoke, right? So, you know, 1130, chickens have to be going on, you know what I mean, at 1230. So that means they have to be prepped. So but whether prep work like the night before, but I think the the biggest challenge that like for example your smoke, you're probably gonna have to do a multi a multi batch smoke. Double and batch. definitely gonna have to do a double batch. Right? So everything now folds back, and then you gotta add another smoke session, pulling everything off. So it's not just the two hour smoke, but it's gonna after I smoke for two hours, it's probably gonna take me twenty minutes to get uh, you know thirty five quarter chickens off. It, it not just destroying them when I'm taking them off, trying to take them off, get them pans, get the pans yeah. into something so they stay warm, the juices reset. And then more importantly, I got to get the smoker back up to temperature because I got to reload it back up. I don't want to just leave the door open. Right. And I mean, and it's funny because like, I, I know this is your tip, but the one thing that just drives me crazy and it feeds back to your sanitation. Have you ever watched someone put like taking off cooked food on the top and putting raw food and they're sliding the tray back in? You're like, oh my God. All those juices from the raw food are dripping down right. on the cooked food. Like it's like it, it's like just, the basic sanitation stuff. Slow the heck down. Get your food off. Close your smoker. Let it warm back up. Get your other food ready, and then get it on. Like, yep. ugh, God. Every time I've been at barbecues where I see that, and I'm like, I'm not eating. Or where they grab raw food, mm. put it on, and then grab the same tongs they're grabbing cooked food. I'm like, mm. we're not eating. I don't care what they're serving. We're not eating. It doesn't matter. We're not you eating. You make that mistake, you've made other mistakes. You yes. know what I mean? Amen. So, you know, really plan out your timing for the cook. Okay. Is what I'm going to say. So all the other tips we've used before, like using reminders, you know, Siri or whatever assistant you have. Hey, go start your smoker. Hey, go prep the food. Hey, you know, have all of that stuff ready. So it's just get your prep work ready. So that everything is just executing at that point. Now, the final tip is do not overcomplicate what you're doing. So I have tons of different methods of seasoning chicken. I'm going with one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, what I will do with that one is half the, the 70 quarters will be barbecued and half will be dry rub. But all the other preparation will be exactly the same. Right. So because it's a lot of chicken, it's a lot of work. And, you know, I don't want to have to do a lot of deviation in different things because then it requires different pans and different prep. And, you know, that's a lot of work. And again, I don't want to have any silly mistakes that ruin somebody else's event. So those are my my three tips, uh, you know, uh, uh, for if you ever end up catering for somebody's uh, event. You know, you, you know, really think out what you're doing. Keep your, your your menu simple. You know, one of the death knells of restaurants is when they make their menu have too many things on it. It's too much for inventory. It's too much to prep for. It's too much. And you just simplify your menus at a restaurant, right? And you, you put yourself in a, a better position to be profitable. Yeah, right? I mean, so it's, it's yeah. no different than home, right? Like if you're, if you're sitting on the couch and you guys are like, we want to go out to dinner tonight. Here's a simple thing. Honey, do you want to go McDonald's or Morton's? Like we all know that there's really no option there. You've given them one choice. We're going to Morton's for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we're not going to, we all, no one's going to choose McDonald's over Morton's. But the, the point is, when you say, do you want to go here? 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 And you turn a simple decision into a four hour discussion, right? Yeah. It's like, oh man, I really do. I like, I'd like to have that particular stir fry. Oh, this seafood, like, I love this seafood dish here. Oh, I, and it's like, you give them all the options of all the things they like versus just saying, here's two options. One thing that I know you don't like, like we can go to Hooters and get some wings or we can go to your favorite restaurant and get this thing. And it's like, Ah, let, let's go here. It's like, I'm leaning you, I'm leading you too. Cause I, I'm a firm believer when you give options, you give two. I don't want the third option always, it take, it takes someone from being able to make a decision wrench. to stumbling. It, right. Stumbling, it's funny too. Bumbling. I've been really working on doing stir fry. Um, I've been doing mostly like tofu stir fries. Um, but, uh, I've been making like fried rice with tofu. I've done some with chicken. I'm really trying to get good at it. Why? Who knows? I, I enjoy it. Uh, I'm learning new techniques. But the one thing I picked up on is that when they do these stir fries, um, you, you watch some of these, uh, uh, chefs or do it. Everything, every single ingredient is cut and prepared and ready to go. So when they start cooking, it's just a matter of putting it in the, the, the hot pan and putting it in, in order, in a, in a proper order so that it cooks properly. But they don't, they're not, Oh, let me chop up this vegetable real quick as everything else is cooking. Everything is ready to go. It goes into the pan. And I was like, man, it's amazing. You know, when I'm cooking big barbecues, how I want to have as much stuff prepped and ready. So I just need to put it together. You know what I mean? So def- definitely a, a concept there that, that carries over into different uh, cuisines. So here we are with the 70 chicken breasts. So I will clean them up. Now let's get back to the skin, right? So when I'm doing this, what I intend to do is use the big mo caisson method of getting a better skin. And that's the tenderizing method. So I, I think I briefly mentioned this before is something I've experimented with and I've had pretty good success with it. And a big Mo Kason, a, a fantastic pit master in his own right, he likes to use the tenderizer that has the little, the multiple blades on it. Um, so it's some you you basically as you press down into the chicken, all the blades shoot forward. It's like thirty blades that come out of it. And um, I'll get the exact name of it, but it's it, it's really just a meat tenderizer. He what he does is he you know pounds it into the uh, the chicken through the skin, and what that does is it creates these little tiny holes in the skin, and that allows the fat under the skin to have a place to go and render out. When you take the skin and fold it back and scrape it, you're removing some of the fat because the problem is chicken cooks so fast it doesn't have time to render the fat, and that's what gives you that rubbery skin. But so most method is to you know tenderize that skin and then that way the fat has a place to release and you can get a better skin out of it so i'm going to use that method because that's going to be quick i can you know each each piece of chicken and you know re rewrap the skin and do you own that thing or are you just forking it no no i own one okay all right yeah 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 and it's great on chicken breasts like if you have a bunch of chicken breasts like i typically if i'm tenderizing a chicken breast I put it in between two sheets, uh, two films of uh, cellophane, but I have used this uh, thing as well, and it worked great. Yeah. So yeah, you have to be careful not to overdo it, because if you shred the fibers of the chicken too much, it falls apart. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it is a happy medium, but uh, that's the method I'm going to use to prep the chicken f- for the event. So, so you, I'm assuming you'll do your prep work one to two days before. 
uh, probably a day before. It, you know, it's it's you know, it's not a lot of work, um, but I just want to be ready. So when I fire up the smoker, I'm ready to go. Um, wood wise, now will you, sorry, mm-hmm. really quick, will yeah. you smoke? Because I'm assuming when they're quartering, you're going to get thigh and drum, breast and wing. Are you doing mm-hmm. all? White meat at one pass, all dark meat at another pass. Or are you gonna are you gonna let it be mixed up? So that's a great question. When you have a whole chicken, the, any chicken in general, you're cooking like a whole chicken. The reason why a lot of folks's uh, white meat tends to come out drier is because it cooks faster than the dark meat, and so you're waiting for the dark meat to finish, and the white meat's not done. The white meat's done, so now you're losing some of the juices. However, it's been my experience in my smoker that the pieces tend to cook pretty evenly. So I've, you know, had a bunch of, you know, a couple of whole chickens cut up in there. And uh, when I temp the, the white meat and I tempt the dark meat, they're right around the same temperature. So I won't be cooking them separately. But if I had found it on my smoker that there was a, a pretty drastic difference in temp, I would definitely consider doing all dark meat first and then all white meat for sure. Okay. Wood wise, I'm just going to go regular uh, charcoal briquettes. I'm going to probably do my favorite oak wood, post oak or oak. Uh, okay. I may, I may throw in a little bit of, uh, your, your Texas barbecue man, post oak. I, I like, I like oak a lot. I like it. And if I can find post oak, I'll go post oak, but I really like oak. If I, I'll probably either do a pecan mix. Like I usually up like one extra piece of pecan or uh, maybe peach. I think I have some peach back there. Um, either way, I, I probably won't go just oak, but it just kind of, I'll mix something in there. I haven't decided yet, but uh, mostly oak. Uh, so that we have that. Uh, next up is your original question. What am I going to buy to facilitate this cook? <laughs> there we go. And uh, immediately in my head, I was like, what better reason to drop two grand on a new <laughs> smoker? <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Oh, man. It was the perfect opportunity to go and get my uh, my offset smoker that I want to add to. Oh, I was going to say, because I was like, yeah, there was one I know you want. The, uh, yeah, the offset X- smoker. XL? No, I'm thinking the XL. No, no. I was like, that's not $2,000. I know that for a fact. It is. Yeah, no. The offset smoker that I want is uh, 2100 or something like that. And it would just be a great addition to what I've got back there. Uh, But anyway, I'm not doing that. Instead, what I I, could do it in one pass. (laughs) (laughs) You save yourself two hours. It's like a grand an hour. Uh, Well, it, uh, (laughs) you know, I could also get the, the full on version of my smoker. And I think that thing can handle all of it at the same time. But uh, yeah, we're talking about a, I could buy a car too. <laughs> that thing is expensive. But uh, I think I actually, this would be my opportunity to get an actual Caterade. Uh, I've been meaning to get a second Caterade for a while, a small, like a little bit smaller one than what I have. Cause I have the uh, Carlisle uh, food uh, warmer. Yeah. And uh, there is a brand actually called Caterade. That's the, like the most popular popular one. I'm confused how a smaller one is going to help you. Well, it'll still situation. hold multiple pans, and I think my I think my current Caterade can hold most of it. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I mean, think it, at the end I don't, day it is. It is only like seventeen and a half chickens. I mean, when you think of it in a whole, but yeah, it's still a lot of chicken. Yeah, it's still a lot. But I think if I had, like, if I just thinking off the top of my head, I can probably get three pan, three trays, three three full trays full of chicken in there today. You know what I mean with chicken in it, and so that would probably be the majority of the chicken, right? And then so I would just need another one for the rest of it so it depends i haven't coordinated this part of it yet i don't know if he's picking it up or i'm delivering it but uh i'll probably i'll probably end up getting oh it's actually called the the cambro so there's a cambro out there that uh not as expensive as the caterade that i got they got different sizes See, most people would say, I'm fine. I'll borrow a couple of coolers from some people. I'll put the quarter chickens in because it's not often that I'm asked to smoke this amount of food. And what you probably, if you didn't hear, I mean, you've done this on a number of occasions where someone will ask you to jump in and deliver and smoke food. And I, we, I was just at a wedding for a friend and they actually had, um, what is that barbecue place that they have the, the military vehicles? Mission Barbecue. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Sometimes they have some decent stuff, but for the most part, I don't think Mission Barbecue is the epitome of barbecue. It's just my opinion. It's, it's not my favorite of chains. But, and I was like sitting there, I was like, they're going to have Chris Tate at this wedding. As, as there's, there's no doubt. Now, I will say from a company perspective, they did a smash up job. They were there. They were actually picking up people's plates. They were constantly serving food. When it was done, what I really like with Mission Barbecue, Dad, the extra food that was left over, it was we can put it in trays and put it in cars, which some of the stuff they did. And they said we've we already have they were already in contact with local shelters for extra food that was left over. They took it right to local shelters. So from that standpoint, great company. I mean, because it's like we can't they can't take the food back to serve it, but a local shelter would say this this food was literally in a tray, never made it out. It, we cooked it, it was in a tray. We never it never came towards the guests. And we're donating it now to the shelter. So local, so local shelters got access to tons of food that was allocated for a wedding that was just over, over prepared food. So, but I, it was one of those, I was at it and I was like, Chris should have done this. He could have easily done it. And I know the food would have been better. Not trying to, it's just, I know you, I've had your barbecue. I know it's 10 times better. And I've, I've done, you know, I did a, my uh, daughter's uh, team had an event and they asked the parents to chip in, you know, help yeah. out. And they're like, uh, yeah, we're, you know, they were, it was a fundraiser. And so they were selling food and they wanted to sell pulled pork sandwiches. So I ended up smoking like 10 pork shoulders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Light work. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I could definitely do it. No problem. All right. So I have to, what I, I do want to ask, what is this offset smoker that you want to get? It's the stumps. It's the smallest of the oh, stumps. stumps as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very happy with my, with the Stumps brand, um, and they have this reverse flow smoker. See, my gut just tells me that you would have to drive down and pick it up because it's just That's part of the problem I'm, too. Yeah, yeah. Because I know last time it worked out logistically for you because you were heading back north. Yeah. So you just rerouted yourself by. They threw it in your truck and you kept rolling. Yeah. I'd have to make that trip down to pick it up and turn around and come back. Yeah, so you want the? Is it the? Th- Three by two or That's the four it, by yeah. Okay. yeah the three I was by gonna two. say the four by three. As soon as you get it steps up to uh I'm pulling this behind my truck from I'm putting this in my backyard. 
Yeah. So one is, yeah, I'll put this, you know, in my truck. <laughs> the other is like, yeah, I need to <laughs> get a tractor trailer <laughs> or something or I'm going to pull it by itself. Yeah. Now this one, I think is perfect. It's not, it's not too small. Look, you I'm can like finance it for $62 a month. It's uh yeah, it's not too big. <laughs> I'm um, just, I'm going to egg you on until you buy it. Just so you know. I, I mean, it's, it's on the list, but you know, I, I do have a truck coming. So, but you know, it, you, you can do 20 chicken halves, uh, according to the chart. And I, you always find their charts not to be too far off the game. So I can do 20 halves. It can do 10 baby back ribs, eight St. Louis style ribs, six large briskets at a time, six Boston butts at a time. And by comparison, you know, does does the smoker that I have, because it's more vertical, so I can do sixteen baby back ribs on my my current smoker. So it's ten on this one. I can do it says I can do twelve St. Louis style ribs, which is very accurate. Very accurate. Uh this thing does eight. I can do Four, but the difference is because of the layout of this, right? I can only do four briskets on mine, whereas this one can do six, right? So the layout makes a difference in the capacity. And then for me, chicken halves are 20 to 24 at a time. Yep. And on this one, it would be 20. So, you know, so it just depends. So, it'd be some interesting things to kind of figure out, okay, I would smoke everything on this guy first to see what I like. And then I would then kind of say, okay, if I'm smoking this, it goes on this one. If I'm smoking this, it goes on this one. Have you called stumps to find out how long it would take them if you wanted to buy one? No, because I'm not in a position to buy one. I got it. You thought about calling? No. I know because that's, that's often the distinguishing factor where you know you're about to crack is when you've picked up the phone just saying, just kind of curious if I wanted to get one. Well, honestly, What's from the, the last time, time I talked to him, this time of year would be pretty easy. The time oh, of year, okay. yeah, the time of year it's tough to get them is at the end of Christmas time. All you right, know, at the yeah, end of yeah, the year. that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, so that's when it's harder, and and that's why I love them as a company because they made provisions for me to get one, even though they were busy. Like they were, they the dude was like, normally I would tell you a month. But just based on the fact that you're in the, you know, you're driving down, you're actually driving through, I'm going to have it ready for you. I, I lo- I'll love him forever for that. And he built it, had it ready, came, picked it up, helped me, they helped me load it. <laughs> if they didn't, I would still <laughs> yeah, be like, there. okay, here's your smoker. Have a nice day at Christmas. Like, wait a minute. It's 700 pounds. <laughs> yeah, oh, how that- heavy is this thing? Hold on. 350 pounds. So it's a yeah. lot lighter than my current one. God, man. My current one is 600 pounds. And it has a it has a good grip of uh, optional accessories too. Yeah, but uh, three inch um, deep water pan, D rings, tie downs, replacement yeah, that's gaskets. So if you're you competing. definitely want replacement gaskets. Now I, I don't thermometer. You don't need that. I know, replacement I don't need rack. And you racks. definitely want to probably get your rack at least. Here's the thing: the problem, and I I'm a firm believer in this. When you buy your grill, buy replacement racks. You do not need them today. Take them, put them in your basement, because in five years when you're looking at your racks and they're just like, I, I just need new racks. You might. You might need them. But it's not. I'm not saying what you're saying is a bad idea. I'm just saying it. you might need them. You might yeah, it's not. Just, just, there's nothing worse when you need them and you're like, like either the company went out of business or they no longer make those racks or they're just super hard to get. And you're like, 
I could be months waiting and they're just, it's like, if you're buying it, you've already, you know, like, especially with this, you're like, you're 2,500 bucks in and a replacement rack is $45. Just add two racks in. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to get, buy two extra racks. It's, it's an extra $9,900. I do not need them now. But yeah. knowing that I not have a bad them, idea, though. it's not a bad thing to just have just sitting at the house. So when you like, I got to replace this rack. It's just, it's had, it's, it's seen its days. Cause on my, my, um, egg, I want to replace some of the racks. And then mind you, that's a different story. It gets a relatively easy. They've been around for a long time, but mm-hmm. there's nothing worse when like, we don't make that model anymore. It's just, it's very hard to come by. We don't, we don't really produce. It's just, I, I, cause I, my first big, uh, barbecue, um, that I bought, I bought it from, um, Barbecue galore, I think it was. It was a big, big, like eight burner um, uh, grill. Yeah. And then the company went out of business. So, like, any part I needed was virtually impossible to find. I finally just, you helped me get off the deck and got rid of it. Just because it was, I couldn't find anything for it. I mean, I wanted to replace burners. I wanted to replace this. Couldn't, couldn't find it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So, I'm a firm believer of like a, 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 a part that is, I'll say relatively disposable that you know you're going to go through over time. Just go ahead and get it. It's worth it. The egg, if you don't, if you buy an egg and you don't buy a couple gaskets, you're crazy because you're going to like the first thing everybody does with an egg within the first three or four smokes is they burn the daggone gasket up. And I will say the one thing I hate, I literally hate about the egg is replacing the gasket. It sucks. And it only takes, it only takes one little fiber of that gasket to be sitting over the flame to catch before it's like, it does catch. And it, honestly, it's like better. they douse that stuff in lighter fluid and then sell them. <laughs> Cause it, it, when it catches, it is like, it just, you see it just trail around. There's like, before you can get spit on it to put it out, it's, it's just <laughs> it's done. done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think oh, I still man. have a high heat gasket just sitting in my truck that I never install. So where were we? So prep, we will get the, Oh, the seasoning. I'll probably, I'll do, I'll definitely do a layered seasoning. Um, you know, I, I love a, a, a good sweet heat. Uh, so I'll do something on the hotter side. I'll do something on the sweeter side as two of the layers. And then I'll do, uh, definitely do a base layer of, uh, an AP, you know, salt, pepper, garlic, onion powder, uh, rub there. So, you know, I, it'll definitely have layers, which will give it like a lot of nuances when you bite into it. I will be temping the hell out of everything. Because I want to make sure that we are reaching a temperature because I don't want to get anybody sick, right? So 165 is the temp. As uh, the base temp, you know, thighs and legs, you might want to take up to 170. You know, I'll definitely have my meter at least in one chicken in different levels so that I can kind of get an idea what's going on. So I'll be able to keep constant contact. But I'll also have my separate um, meat thermometer where I can probe random ones in different areas, especially ones that look larger. And this is another tip. When you got a bunch of chickens, inevitably, some of them are going to be larger. Make sure you're temping the larger ones. You know what I mean? So, and I don't, I'm not saying if you're sticking a meter in there, right? Don't stick it in the larger one and be like, and engage the cooking of all the smaller ones off the larger one, right? Cause the smaller ones are going to probably be cooked faster. What I'm saying is make sure that you're, you know, I would probe the one. That's the more common look of the rest of them, right? But B, identify your larger pieces so that you can probe that one separately um, and just make sure that it's following along. It's not, you know, too far off, uh, off the cook, whereas you pull it out and the big guy's not cooked. You know what I mean? So there's just a little tip that I've come across, have 
realized over the years and trying to do some, you know, something to this level. Okay. So the next thing is, uh, so we, yeah, we'll definitely have to cater raids and chickens don't need to rest as much like uh, other things do. I won't be spraying them either uh, because that tends to mess up the skin a bit. Most likely I will start skin side down for the first part of the cook. And that'll help get that skin to a point where, you know, it's not flapping and sticking people in the face. So another tip there that we've talked about before. So I'll start skin side down probably for the first hour. And I love the look of it aesthetically, right? Because my grates have that crisscross on it. So when I turn it over, the chicken automatically has that crisscross look on it. Um, It looks awesome. Uh, Like I said, I will barbecue half of them. I know you were giving tips. I'd say if you had a fourth tip, the first batch is a half that doesn't get barbecued. The second batch is when you barbecue. Mm-hmm. It, it, assuming that you put the barbecue on and then put them back in to let it finish and tack up properly on yeah, the. I will definitely. I, that's do how that. I like to do mine. Some people yeah. just take it out and dip, and they're like, "It's good, ready to go." But I like to get mine back in, let it tack up, and I don't want it on the grates for the ones that are supposed to be barbecue sauce free. Right. Excellent points. Um. So. I will dry rub that the the you know the first set and the second set will get the barbecue sauce and I will definitely put it back in and let it tack up. Now one of the things I'll probably do since it's so many chickens, so typically we grab our little barbecue brush and then we start painting all the chickens and you know put them back in. I don't think I'm doing that on this. I think what I'm going to do is have a big pan of barbecue sauce. No, I'm just oh, going to dip. I'm going to dip. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'll I'll grab the chicken from a corner dip it in the sauce, shake it off, and then uh, put it back on. Man, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, I mean, you, so watch, you watch the pros, and that is what they do is they dip because you get a – it's a perfect it's even a perfect coat. coating, and uh, yeah. The other thing is you don't mess up uh, the season you've put on it because you're just – it's just dipping in and it's coming out. Yeah, like you're versus not When you're wiping, around. you're actually wiping some of that seasoning off, so. Yeah. Nah, yeah, so I, I, I just uh, – so the only thing I haven't decided on is what sauce I'm going with, whether we go with our our – sauce that we make or uh, coca-cola sauce or if i just buy something or i go with a combination i'm trying to i'm kind of leaning towards making our own sauce yeah, uh, making totally. our sauce and then just keeping it all the way authentic but uh, those are the mindset that i kind of go through when i'm preparing you know the the event's not for another month so i have plenty of time to get to it so but, I'm thinking we will probably done with season two before the smoke, but we will absolutely put out a special episode uh, to chat about your experience with that. Even I know I'm going to be traveling a lot in the month of June, but we will try to get an episode out. And if nothing less, you will see some images. The pictures will definitely be out. Yeah. All the quarter chickens. So you can really get, I mean, we're about a, we're about a little over a month out from where the, the actual smoke is going to happen. So, um, hopefully you guys will enjoy some of the photos of it and you can see what that you, you have the stumps XL baby, yeah. XL baby. So yeah, we yeah. can see what a stumps XL baby looks like when it is packed to the fully gills. loaded. I'm very curious. I think we should, you should also circle back on cook times. Like, cause I, at least for me, I've found that the more packed my smoker gets, my cook times tend to creep up a little bit. Yours, your smokers a lot. I mean, it's higher quality, a lot different than what I smoke on. So you may not, you may say, 
there's not an iota of a change, Rod. It will spoke yeah. for two hours and 30 minutes on the dot, not a second longer. Yeah, based on my experience, I, I don't anticipate it, but I will definitely keep an eye out for it. But um, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it really impacting cook times. I pro, oh, I don't think I even mentioned that uh, I probably smoke the chickens at about 275, 300, somewhere in between there. 275 to 300 is what I'm going to smoke at right. because I want it, I want it to crisp the skin. I want to get a good bark on this, on the chicken, but, um, I want to make sure I do get a good amount of smoke flavor on there too. So, so if you don't mind, I, I don't know if you have other things you want to cover. I do want to give a, a recommendation for anybody who has heard us talk about Snake River Farms or 44 Farms. Uh, every once in a while, you're always looking to say, you know, you want to, I've seen it. I've heard people talk about it. I want to give it a shot. Keep an eye out. Every holiday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, you know, um, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, I mean, Easter, every holiday, there's always some type of a sale there. And sometimes it might not be exactly what you want. Like they have a little sales, a little pack where you're saying you can pick up something for like 50 bucks. It's worth doing it because the sale you see on the sites might be 10% off. But for existing customers, like people who've ordered from them before, I will frequently get things in the ma- emails for like 20% off a purchase for this, you know, or, or like steak combination. So recently they ran one on their, their American Wagyu steak. So I actually bought a couple. My kids love New York strips. So I bought a couple New York strips and a couple fillets, the Wagyu, and had those shipped to the house. Uh, I'm then going to go to our local Wegmans, and I'm going to get a five piece of Wagyu meat as well. And when the boys are ready, because I have a, a my oldest is graduating from high school, let me just tell you this much. If you have not ate at a Mastro's, oh my goodness, you must go to Mastro's. It is I mean, it makes Morton's look like McDonald's. Let me be very clear on that one. Mm. Morton's is, t- and if you go to Mastro's, you must. It is a must have the warm butter cake. Good gracious. <laughs> Slap about, your mama. What about the Morton's in Chicago? I'm going to tell you right now, you must go to Mastro's. There's one actually Ooh. in the DC area. So okay. if you're, if you are price conscious, don't go. If you're if you're going to have a heart attack when you see the bill, do not go. But if you were like, you know what, we have a big event, and I know that if I drop a grand or fifteen hundred, you know, for like my me, my wife, my kids, I'm I won't bat an eye. This is this is an experience. Go to Mastro's, and if you like seafood, they do this seafood tower where they put dry ice in it. So it's like the smoke from the dry ice is folding down over all the seafood, but they, they just do a great preparation of your food. And then you, you can get your steaks, you can get your seafood, you can get that. But the warm butter cake at the end, even if you only go and just say one steak, we'll split it, warm butter cake. It's great. It, it, every experience I've had with Masters, I've done Masters in Phoenix, Arizona a couple times. And we have, I've, I've taken customers out to dinner. We say Masters, people are like, Oh, I can't wait to have the warm butter cake. Cause anybody who's ate at Mastro's, that is, that is the to die for dessert. And it is, is not for your diet. Let's just leave it at that. But, um, I would recommend I was going to take the kids there. My wife's like, just, just make some steaks. So I'm going to sous vide the steaks up a, like a day ahead of time. Let them 
sit and rest and I'm going to finish them off properly, but we are going to experience Japanese A5 Wagyu uh, compared to the American Wagyu and let my kids uh, give their their opinion and taste test. And I'll put together uh, a wide variety of things to celebrate my oldest son's high school graduation. So it'll be fun. <laughs> I'm looking at the prices. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> if you think... So if you're and if you're in the DC, if you're a foodie, just to, like here, again, we're talking barbecue people here. But if you're a foodie, there's another restaurant in the DC area that is absolutely worth trying, and it is a it is a culinary experience. It's called Mini Bar. There's a small restaurant next to it called Bar Mini. But if you are ever in the DC area, just you have to make reservations like a quarter in advance. But just look for Mini Bar. It's by um, I think his name is Jose. Andreas, I believe, is the chef for the restaurant. And the, if you look for it in DC, there's two restaurants. It's Mini Bar and Bar Mini. You Mini Bar is the is the restaurant experience. Bar Mini, you can get appetizers, but they can only they only seat like twenty people a, a, a night. And it is a multi course, unbelievable dining experience. I took my wife for her birthday. It's probably almost 10 years ago. And we had the most amazing time. And when you're looking at it, you're like, I don't get it. But if again, if you go through the gallery of photos and how they prepare the foods and what they're preparing and the experience, it's top notch. I, I have never, ever, and for the two of us, 10 years ago, we spent a lot of money when we weighed out. And it was the best meal I've literally had in my entire life. But it is... Again, if you just if you're a foodie and you you're like you know what my me and my wife are going to DC I'm gonna make this a big event. If you go to mini bar, even if you just went to bar mini, if you go to mini bar, yeah, it is like unbelievable. It'll be a great experience. So there's a there's two recommendations if you're ever going to be in the Washington DC area and you just want to go utter top notch because you are a true foodie and it's you're not ordering food. This is their menu. You could tell them if you have dietary restrictions, you'll probably go through seven courses. I got my wife the uh, drinking menu. Like, so I, she, they pair, they pair different drinks and a lot of drinks. Halfway through the meal, she's like, I can't drink anymore. You have to take over the drinking menu. I had the non-alcoholic beverage and people were like, what are they serving you? They couldn't believe in a non-alcoholic, which did was nominal amount of money. They were like, my gosh, like your, your drinks look as good as our alcoholic drinks. So. Like I say, we had a an unbelievable time. So if you're like I say, if you're a foodie, that Mastros mini bar in Washington D.C. But Mastros is all over the place. So if you just if you look up Mastros, there's they're in Chicago, they're in Texas. Yeah. Oh, just so you know, Rod, they tweeted out yesterday introducing our new lemon blueberry butter cake. Good gracious, it looks amazing. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check this out. And they, I will, I will put, Tomahawk. I will put links to both Mastros, uh, and uh, uh, Mini Bar, so you don't have to try to find it yourself. So that's it. We'll wrap this one up. We wanted, but uh, you know, these are the things I smoke and do on a regular basis. I help friends out with their large events, and uh, no yeah. charge. You know, I'll, I'll do it. I do it for fun. But I know a lot of folks listening to this is eventually, if they're not doing it already, they'll they'll come up with. Uh, an opportunity where they need to smoke something. So I want to, I do want to share that with folks. Nice, sir. Well, it was definitely a fun episode. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So as always, next time we'll have to get into picks. We definitely ran a little long on this one, but uh, when you told me you were making this, I was like, we got to get, we got to record this because I think people need to understand uh, the fun that can be in doing one of these big barbecues. Yep. All right. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. We out. Peace. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.